You have questions? We have answers. We're two Southern moms on the backside of raising kids. And we have some things to say. We've lived life, made mistakes, and learned some lessons. Join us for answers to the questions you, you just, just want to ask your mom. mom. Welcome to another Just Ask Your Mom podcast. I'm Bonnie Blaylock. And I'm Renee Sproles. Well, did you know that the Model T Ford came on the scene in like 1908? Well, plenty of old movies show families cruising around in their nifty little automobiles like an amusement park ride. Remember that old Beverly Hillbillies show? I remember it. I'm not sure our listeners remember or have seen it on reruns, maybe. Yeah, that was one of my husband's favorites. And the Clampets were all piled in their jalopy with Granny perched on top of all their worldly goods as they took their road trip from the Ozarks to California. Well, nobody was buckled in. Mm -mm, mm -mm. Cars were just a neat way to get from point A to point B. Car seats were barely a thing when that show aired. It was like 62 to 71. Yeah, and even though, as we did our research, the very first child safety seats were in the early 30s and 40s, um, they weren't really about safety. No. <laughs> they, If you look up the pictures, it's crazy, Bonnie. It looks like a beach chair put in a car. <laughs> Barely a beach. Not even that sturdy. <laughs> yeah, they had metal frames and these canvas seats and were basically, they hooked over the seat with metal hooks. Mm-hmm. What What could go wrong? I mean, goodness, mine in the 70s looked about like that. Yeah, it was like a, you, but ours had a thing in the front, like to hold on to a little metal bar. Yeah. Flimsy. It, Not even like a bicycle weight. No, it was purely containment. Yeah. And I, and I was riding in the front seat. Oh, yeah. Front seat. As an infant. The more children you have, you got to put them somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. So, and the, and also those seats gave kids a boost up. They could look out the windows, which was fun. Right. They Try got to older. keep them amused. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it took nearly 30 years. So we were well into the 60s before child safety seats were actually considered safe devices and began to undergo the testing and manufacturing standards to meet federal laws and guidelines. That's a long time after we've been driving around in cars. Well, it has. But I was wondering as I was kind of looking through all this that if maybe part of that might be because it took... It just took a while for our population as a country to increase. And in 1908, nobody had cars. Yeah. And it took, I mean, how long was it before your average American family had a car and was actually driving it on the road anywhere? Yeah. So we didn't really have traffic. Like, you don't think of L.A. in 1908 being like it was today. Yeah. Bumper to bumper and Mm -hmm. all that. Yeah. Um, That's true. And I guess if there's not as many cars on the road, the percentage is chances of having an accident just statistically is fewer Mm -hmm. um and then when traffic increases so do accidents and fatalities sort of like cigarettes exactly it took some years for people to start getting really sick and dying before we started to go wait a second Mm -hmm. yeah i think it's kind of the same with car seats so in the 1970s the nhtsa nashville highway Transportation Safety Administration, something like that, started issuing child safety seat standards. Like all seats needed to be anchored by the vehicle's seat belts. They needed to include a harness to restrain the child. But there wasn't really any impact crash testing at that point. Right. And around the same time in the 70s, GM also came out with what they called their love seats, which for the first time came in multiple size models. So you could have one for infants and then a bigger one for older kids, toddlers. But both of the love seat models that they had secured with a regular car seat belt, the child's model faced forward and the infant model faced towards the rear, which is what we're familiar with now. Right, right. And 
here's a high five to our home state of Tennessee. Mm-hmm. We were the first state to pass pass a child restraint law, 1977. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Go us. <laughs> so I thought it was interesting that seatbelts themselves weren't even used. They weren't even included on some cars until the 50s. Maybe about yeah. half and half. Yeah. And then no one really used them. They were just in there. I can remember going on family trips and you'd pull the back seat forward to climb in the back. And oh, look, there's your seat belts that were like crammed <laughs> in the, between the seats. Right. Nobody used those. Yeah. My dad um, had a coffee delivery service. So our road trips were in the van. So the, a back, the back of a van was completely empty. It was oh, a yeah. metal box. Fun, fun, fun. They threw sleeping bags and pillows back there and toys. And my brothers and I would play on the floor of the van on the drive. And mom awesome. and dad sat in the two seats in the front. I mean, that was in the late seventies, early eighties. Mm-hmm. That sounds like a great road trip right I there. I mean, it was a very, we didn't fun. even get that much freedom, but was, we'd occasionally be in the back of a pickup bed. How about that? Oh, <laughs> wow. It was stuff flying around, you know, and you hit a big bump. Yeah. So I, I guess we're kind of a the last of the, that breed, right? To, to get that experience. Didn't have car seats. And a lot yeah. of times, you know, you'll hear that from grandparents. Um, or even, even, I guess we're grandparents now. That's a, <laughs> even us, but we're grandparents. Or some of us are. One of us is. One of us. Yeah. So uh, well, you'll hear that. Well, we survived. We didn't have car seats. So what's the big deal? Like, and grandparents are not as um, apt to, you know, do things the way kids now want their children treated so yeah and I don't feel that way at all I I actually when I'm driving Dottie Lou I want to be sure like everything is done right I've had my my kids check it and mm-hmm. see like hey is this secured correctly do I need to adjust the straps which we'll get to later yeah because there's just a lot that has changed yeah a lot and that's a huge responsibility you're driving around precious cargo yeah yeah, so if you're a grandparent out there, don't do that. Mm-mm. These safety things are there for a reason. Yeah, they're really important. And just because you survived doesn't mean it's the same. I mean, the world is different. It is. It, it, is. it really is. So by 1985, there were federal laws that required, federal laws, which means those applied to all the states, that required children under certain ages to ride in a car safety seat. And by the 90s, we started to see the now familiar latch systems, lower anchors and tethers. But those weren't federally required until 2003. We never had that because we bought used vehicles. So even though that was in the time we were having children, the older cars we purchased didn't have them. Ah, so see, that's another thing to look out for. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's not until like cars manufactured around the 90s that have the locking seat belts Mm -hmm. that you pull down. Um, And if your car does not have that locking seat belt, if it was made before the 90s, um, you can actually get car seats where the base itself locks the seatbelt in. There's a locking mechanism. So, oh, cool. Um, you just got to look. I'm pretty sure we didn't do look that. Look for the right car seat. Mm-hmm. I know. I know. There's all all the things I did not know. Those lower tethers, or I guess lower anchors, whatever they're calling them, mm-hmm. um, that are in the seat or below the seat, kind of where your legs are. That that was all new to me. Mm-hmm. I was like, Emma, get over here. <laughs> what am I doing? This isn't, I have a new... You know, you Subaru basically Outback, have to have an but, engineering degree to but, figure out what the heck. No, I don't know how to use it. I'm like, I don't know how to hook this in. There's so many straps and anchors and tethers. And- yeah. And you know, when we left the hospital, by the time our kids came around, we were using car seats. But when we left the hospital, nobody's helping you do that. In fact, they are not even allowed to place the baby in the car seat for you, harness it in, put it in your car because they're not technically experts. And that could be the liability. 
you know, even though they might be a mom themselves or they know anything about it, they can't actually do it. So here you are, this brand new parent, you know, <laughs> things are, things are not the best when you're leaving the hospital no, and not. your brain's a little bit fried and you've got to figure out how to put this car seat in. And so if you have, if you're a new parent, do that a couple weeks before you go into labor. Yes. So that's one less thing. Yeah. That's great advice. As all our listeners probably do know, current U.S. requirements call for a five-point harness system. That provides a snug fit, it restrains the child, and combined with the latch system, lower anchors and tethers, uh, seats have never been safer. That's great news. Mm -hmm. Such good news. All 50 states have minimum requirements for the appropriate age, weight, and size of each child's safety seat. They have to pass impact crash testing. They have an expiration date. Yep. On them to note, Mm -hmm. they all have to meet these minimum standards, but a lot of them to their credit go above and beyond what's required. Yeah. But that's, that's encouraging to me that, you know, no matter the price point, there is a minimum safety standard that is, is required. Right. And that's an important point that I didn't really include here, but car seats are expensive. And if you've bought one lately, you know that. Mm -hmm. I don't know that you can find one for less than $100. I mean, a good one that's passed all the requirements. That's not secondhand, which is kind of sketchy. We'll get, yeah, we'll get to the secondhand Uh matter. Because I love a, you know, I love a bargain. I love a secondhand deal. Yeah. But you're, mm. if if you go up the line to, you know, you're getting safer and all the different features of them and, and even the ones that you can take out and put on a stroller. Yeah. You're talking $500 or more for some of those models. Absolutely. That's one of your major expenses as a parent. It totally is. I've seen lots of baby showers lately where the option is to go in on a big ticket item like Mm -hmm. that. And that's really nice. And that's a good one to go in on Mm -hmm. because everybody needs it. You Mm -hmm. can't do without it. Yeah. So all the choices and options for our modern child car seats are so numerous now that that research and selection process can even be more daunting than buying the actual car itself. If you've looked online or just walked down the aisle at Target or Toys R Us or whatever it is, Toys R Us doesn't exist exist anymore. anymore. (laughs) (laughs) I just said that because this is the first place we went when we learned we were pregnant and we were going to get on the registry. And Bobby was so overwhelmed that he left the building. (laughs) (laughs) No. Like, I don't know if I can do this. Peace out. I'm like, hang on a second. Anyway. That's funny. But yeah, it's, it's overwhelming. There's so many choices and so many options. How are you supposed to pick? Yeah. And this was a little bit startling to me. Uh, anymore, a parent can be arrested and charged with criminally negligent homicide for not providing their children with properly fitted mandatory car safety seats if the, pa- if the parent gets in an accident and the child dies. So, you know, even the manufacturers are held to incredible safety standards because they can be held liable for defective products if they're not well made. So sure. Stakes are high. Of course, the highest. Mm -hmm. And it's actually very, at least when we were putting ours in car safety seats, I remember reading like they're actually way safer than those of us who are adults just buckled in. Mm -hmm. If you get the, if you get a good one and you install it right, like they're very, very secure and safe. Right. Uh, And that's really a a lot of peace of mind. Right. But we don't have close to a hundred percent uh, compliance in this in our country. No, there's some sad statistics. Mm-hmm. You want to lay them on us? Well, motor vehicle crash injuries and fatality is the leading cause of death in children. So um, even in 2020, when there weren't a lot of cars on the road, if you mm-hmm. remember, there were 13 infant deaths a week. 
Mm-hmm. Zero to 12, not infant. Well, yeah, ages zero to 12. Zero to 12. Yeah, that means um, in a year, that year, there were 656 deaths, and there were over 6,000 hospitalizations for car accidents in children ages zero to 12 that year. That's 118 a week. Which is a, yeah. That's, that's a, a lot. A big ton. And what did we say? 50 to 75% of those were because they were not buckled in yes. correctly. Depending on who you, whose statistics you use, 50 was the low end that we found and mm-hmm. 75% was the high end of car seats being improperly installed, which makes me want to run to my garage right now and go check exactly. that seat. Yeah, it should. That's what this podcast today is for. It's kind of like <laughs> our water safety thing. It's the stuff you don't want to think about, but yeah. it really, it just takes a little bit of forethought and a little mm-hmm. bit of awareness. Um, and it's not just having the seat itself buckled in correctly, but it's buckling your child in correctly, mm-hmm. um, which also makes a big difference. So yeah, we'll talk about some of that. Yeah. The National Safe Kids Campaign claims that over 50% of children ages 14 and under killed in car accidents were not even restrained at the time of impact. So yeah. the first step is to use it. Mm-hmm. And um, well, I guess that's the second step. The first step is install it correctly. Second step is use it. Right. Use it. Be sure you're using it. Don't just think, oh, we're just running down the road real quick. Exactly. And you have to have a little bit of compliance in your children who can buckle and unbuckle themselves. So Mm -hmm. maybe you didn't know they were back there doing that. We had that happen on a road trip. Uh, It was with a teenager, probably, I would say, 14 13, 14. And I don't know, going down the interstate and my, they're teenagers, like they should know this. They're in the back of the car, but you know, it's a long road trip. So they're moving around and kind of laying in their seatbelts. And I get pulled over for something else that I might've been violating. (laughs) And, uh, sure enough, the one in the back seat, the, um, she had the lap belt on, but the shoulder strap was behind her. Yeah. So that she could just have more freedom of movement. And I didn't get cited for it, but I got a big fat warning for it. Mm. So, and I turned around to say, to tell her, you should know better. And it was my fault. I got in trouble. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, mom, that's your fault. So, wow. <laughs> big chastisement there. Yuck. Well, okay. Yeah. So, Using car seats, the deal is they're just so the norm that we think we all get it. I mean, by especially by the teenage years, Bonnie, you just think, hey, yeah, we're on autopilot here. Everybody, buckle up, mm-hmm. buckle up, Buttercup. That's what you do. We buckle in, we buckle out. We switch in and out of cars with our spouse or our grandparents. We lug it to and from the grocery store. Those little infant car seats that weigh twenty pounds oh, without a baby goodness. in it. Yes. So there's a great account on Instagram you found, Bonnie, yes. called at Safe in the Seat. I love it. Uh, The woman's name is Michelle. She's a certified expert and mom, and she gives online car seat courses and one-on-one consults because all this car seat stuff can be confusing. She's got a great set of YouTube videos, and they drop regularly where she shows you exactly how to harness your child in, no matter what the age, um, whether you have a booster seat or a back-facing seat or a front-facing seat, all of it. She covers it all, and I just thought it was such great information. A lot of it I didn't know. I just need to go check that out because, you you know, you're talking about your teenager not being buckled in properly. Well, that little Dottie Lou was a little Houdini. I didn't have her pulled in quite tight enough and she slipped her arm out. Mm, Yep. From, I was like, Dottie Lou, put your arm back in right now. Of course she couldn't because it was sort of tight, but she squeezed out of it. So I obviously had not put her in correctly. And I just needed to be sure. I think we've all done it. Yeah. Just to be sure that it was a little more snug next time. So... 
Um, as we've said, um, let's just run down some good to know things. Correctly used, we've said the negative, let's say it in the positive. Correctly used safety seats can reduce the risk of death by as much as 71%. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's the good news. That's the good news. All you got to do is is know how to do it. And there's plenty of resources out there to figure that out. Yeah, like road injuries are the leading cause of preventable deaths and injuries to children. So some of the advice that we've read said to choose a seat that meets or exceeds Federal Motor Vehicle Safety Standard 213. And the seat label will say that. Yeah. And why they don't all have a seat label that says that or that meets that, I'm not really sure. Uh, I'm not sure either. Because you just, they're making on you not knowing, I guess. And paying for their product anyway. Yeah, standard 213 is Mm -hmm. what you're looking for. So remember that. And then learn how to install the seat and use the harness before your child's first ride. Kind of what we were talking about before the hospital. Yeah. Don't don't depend on the store displays to show you how to do it. Every car seat that's new will come in a box with a manual. You can probably find the manual online too where you have it on your phone in case you're on the road. But you need to follow their guidelines. Videos are so helpful. Yeah. For those of us who are spatial relations challenged. They are. And... And to see somebody else, oh, oh, that's how you're putting it in the car. Yeah. Yeah. That's and how you're pulling the buckle tight. You said that there's car seat inspection stations or experts, a certified child passenger safety technician. What What in the world? Right. Where do you even find? I, I looked up and I was like, oh, Bonnie, our, our Murfreesboro Fire Rescue Station. We'll check it out. And you're like, well, safe in the seat says. Yeah, they do. That they don't of- always know what they're doing. Yeah. So don't just say, hey, I'm just going to stop into my fire station because you don't know that those guys are, I mean, they're not going to try harm you on purpose, but they're not necessarily certified and up to date on every car seat qualification and safety, the way it operates. So just look for a certified car seat safety technician. Where do you find them? Do you just type that into your Google search, certified car seat safety technician? Yeah, I would say so. Or the easiest thing is to look, I mean, this, this account at safe in the seat mm-hmm. is a great place to go. Cause she is one and she'll give you all the information right there. She won't, she can't personally check yours, but she can give you one-on-one consults. So I bet you, you could FaceTime. Yeah. Because I remember driving through uh, like our local state farm complex, the police department had set up a car seat safety inspection free and you just drive through on a Saturday morning and they'll check it out and I thought hey we're good 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 well, to go some of them may be some of some police officers or firemen may be mm-hmm. certified but you just don't know I'm just dropping in today if those are the guys that are going to be there yeah. that day I just I'm against the expert culture that kind of rubs me the wrong way I just feel like we don't have to have an expert for everything no but I guess in in this area I want someone who yeah. actually knows what they're doing I mean I see that and I guess you could get on that Instagram account and maybe just verify. do it that way. Just verify. check and verify. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So this was interesting, Bonnie. Talk to me about like routing the seatbelt through the car seat and all that. Right. So one of her big things is that you should not have car seat covers, those the things that make your car seat cute and pretty mm-hmm. <laughs> with the designs and that are cozy. Um, you shouldn't have them on your car seat if the shoulder straps or the harness or the crotch straps have to be threaded through it in any way. Oh. It can be on the outside, but those straps need to be free of anything that didn't come in the box. Okay. So um, those the car seat covers and bulky clothing also, if you have snowsuits or big heavy coats, depending on where you live, or Halloween costumes, all of that makes you think that it's tight, the harness is tight, mm. 
and it's really not. Right. And they can just, there's lots of videos she's got that are alarming on her site, crash test videos of mm -hmm. kids in coats that just come right through. They come right out. It's so loose. Yeah. They don't just get bruised. Oh, no, they're the... out. Wow. Or, or both, but yeah. Yeah. So you want a car seat cover that does not touch the shoulder or crotch straps at any point. And your cat, you can wear thin fleece or thin sweaters, but no big coats. Which is why, you know, when it's cold outside and you see moms dashing into the store with their baby or toddler without a coat on, please don't stop and chastise them. Yes. <laughs> your child must be cold. You hear that all the time. But you know oh, why they're boy. doing that? Yeah. Well, it may be because the car seat safety issue. Yeah. That you, when you were raising your kids, didn't know about. So right. be and careful about that. You're dashing 30 seconds to the cold into the store, into the warm store mm -hmm. from the warm car. You know. Right. This is not Pioneer Days, Laura Ingalls Wilder. <laughs> We're not walking from the wagon. That's right. <laughs> and it beats having to, you know, stop the car, get out of the seat, put the coat on, go into the store, come back in the car, get, take the coat off, yeah. get in the store. You don't, ain't nobody got time for that. No. <laughs> no. Mm -mm. It's much easier to just do the dash. Yes. yes. And your child will be fine. I wholeheartedly agree. They will be fine. Let's talk about a car seat roadmap. Yeah. What are the stages? The stages. So all kids start rear facing and should stay rear facing for as long as possible. Right. And a lot of us change. My kids were tall. Mm -hmm. So I probably changed to front facing before I should. And I knew you were supposed to go by the weight and the height together. Mm -hmm. they, you have to hit both. Um, oh, okay. both requirements. So you can have those long spindly legs. Yes. Bunched up. You can. And they will complain. Which is why I switched to the front before the weight was met. Um, but don't do that. That is not safe. Hmm. Mistake. Mistake made. I admit it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was so ready for Emma to get turned around. Just so much easier. Right. But to, to hand them stuff. Yes. <laughs> yes. And entertain them. Yeah. So um, then there's a convertible seat. And you, which you can start with this from the beginning. Use it rear facing and then convert to forward facing. Yeah, it's just a different option. Mm -hmm. Probably a different price point, different ways it fits on a stroller or does not. Yep. It can last you longer, probably going to be more expensive. Yep. Um, then you move to a high back booster where your child learns to sit properly with an adult seatbelt instead of a harness. Um, maturity is going to play a big role here too because um, that's they're not totally buckled in. Like, are they going to stay there when you tell them to stay there? Mm -hmm. or are they just going to get out at will? You can really wiggle out of those. Oh, yeah. You can just unbuckle yourself because you buckled yourself in. That's right. So there has to be an understanding of mm -hmm. we do not do that in the car mm -hmm. with some consequences. Yeah. Then there's the no back booster. So you continue to boost your child up until they can fit properly into that adult seatbelt. Mm -hmm. And this is crazy to me, but most kids don't outgrow this final stage until 10 to 12 years old yes and I have vivid memories of driving my kids to school they were both in their boosters and it was so embarrassing because <laughs> the <laughs> sliding door of the van would open up and they'd have to get out and go and I was still making them sit in those booster seats and yeah before you know a lot of their peers were out for from ignorance or maybe they had just aged out yeah you know yeah every kid's different and I'm like I'm sorry you're not meeting the requirements yeah. you're staying in yeah I used to joke with Emma because she was you know, petite. I was like, you're going to go to prom with that booster. Yes. You're not going to hit that weight requirement because it was like 80 pounds. I, know. I was like, you're never going to hit 80 pounds. Way more than you think. Yeah. It was funny. 
That was not the best mom move, was it? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just sitting here reflecting. When I say it out loud, it's not as funny as when I... <laughs> She's like, yeah, mom. Thanks for that. Appreciate it. So yeah, always check the height and weight limits, the harness, harness height limits and all the stages. Uh, so, you know, car seats will main, will, you know, advertise, Hey, this will last you forever. But when you look at the limits, it's not necessarily true. Yeah, that's right. And as we said near the beginning, car seats do expire. They're continuous doing, continuously doing safety testing. So watch out for getting them secondhand because you might be paying a cheaper price, but you don't know if it's been in a crash. You don't know what's happened to it. And uh, you might be cheating yourself out, or out of a couple of years use because the expiration date might be just around the corner if you're not checking it. Um, you need to treat your car seats like smoke alarms or going through your kid's outgrown clothes. Just reevaluate it and maybe adjust every few months because kids grow like crazy. Mm-hmm. And there's all these stages. And before you know it, you, oh, whoops, we should have been front facing or, mm. oh, we could have graduated to a booster seat. Um, they're going to outgrow their harness positions and and it may be discomfort that's making them unbuckle themselves. Yeah. In the car. That's so. true. So, which leads us to don't use non-regulated aftermarket car seat products. If it didn't come in the box, don't use it. Um, they're designed and crash tested to be used the way they come. So... You know, well, how can they do this, Bonnie? How can they sell us stuff we're not supposed to be using? I know, because it's America. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> but just because it's on the shelf doesn't mean it's good for you or effective. So do your homework. Yeah. Do yeah. your homework. Um, the, so Michelle at Safe in the Seat has this online infant course, which is awesome. If you are a new parent or an expecting parent, I highly recommend it. She will show you proper installation, harnessing techniques, and adjustments also to keep your baby breathing easy. And this was always a concern for me because when they're rear facing like that, number one, I'm like, I'm glancing back there, but I can't keep a, a steady eye yeah. when you're the only one in the car. And when they fall asleep, you know, their little heads flop all over mm-hmm. the place. Mm-hmm. So a little baby's airway is about as wide as a straw, which is Zoinks. not much, That's right? so tiny. So when you put your chin to your chest, it impedes your own breathing. And with an infant who has not very much neck control, it's going to flop and go forward. So um, those infant car seats need to be reclined too at a, at the right angle where mm-hmm. their head's not going to flop. Mm. So just watch for that. It's yeah. about the recline position, not the added neck pillows, which we had, uh-huh. and those are not good. Not with the added strap covers which I used which we had too and those are not good because they didn't come in the box because you're threading straps through it it makes it not as tight it makes it not sit you're making me stressed out and I'm not like I'm already done with all this like it's like stress and reverse it's good to know I just Uh, think it's good to know yeah I mean yeah you're right you're gonna be having you'll be dealing with babies for years to come hopefully so they're I know bring them on stuff grandparent years well and preemies obviously would have different car seat needs like their recline position would probably need to be greater i think it's almost flat for preemies yeah like really really tiny so and when you're carrying your baby around in that infant car seat and you get to your destination put it on the ground not Mm -hmm. on the counter or on the table uh yeah i've actually been in restaurants with friends where they're car seat flipped it was on the table and it just flipped right off you know babies make these jerky movements all the time yeah and um 
yeah, we thought it was in a good position. And they just flipped right out, baby inside and all. And I've seen them flip out of the car, um, grocery carts. Mm. You know, when you go yeah, when in. you balance that on there right, instead of down the, into the basket. Exactly. And you can get your six items that fit in the basket I once know. the car seat's down in there. You just got to pack your freezing things around your baby. <laughs> It's okay, honey. We'll go out into the summer fun in just oh, a minute. Oh my goodness! Yeah, it's not easy. That's this parenting is hard. Parenting can we be just hard. Say that again. So yeah, it is. This is just one more inconvenience. I think. Yeah. That, I think though, it's a muscle memory thing. Like once you get used to how it should be done, um, I remember being real, real quick at getting my kids buckled in and unbuckled and buckled it. And my then my mom would take them, and it was like painfully slow to watch her try to get them buckled in right. well lo and behold guess who's slow now oh. me i'm like all thumbs I'm, karma yeah that's totally awesome. i'm like i'm so slow at this i'm so sorry dotty lou she's just sitting there patiently as i'm like trying to thread her little limbs through everything and i just don't do it that often yeah and emma is so fast at it and and so yeah it's that's a good point so it's not always clunky you're, you got to learn. Yeah, I, I did. I did learn. I mean, even though we're admitting we probably did some things wrong here, it, it did become kind of second. Yeah. What? Second nature. Yeah. To do it. That's true. It did. Should have done it probably better and more effectively. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you do. You do do it quicker. Um, and just a word about also your car seat. <laughs> if you've been a parent for any length of time is nasty. It gets so gross. They're going to. Every bodily fluid you can name is going to be on it at some point. Um, not to mention snacks and, and stuff that gets gross down mm-hmm. their juice, spilled juice or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so you got it when you're cleaning it and you're taking it apart to clean it. There's There are cleaning guidelines on your manual as well. As products you should use and not use. Things that will disintegrate the plastic. I was about to say that. Or the straps. Yeah, mm-hmm. That would harm the integrity yeah. of the materials. Yeah. So follow those too. And sometimes it's like a two-day process of Listen, cl- girl. cleaning that nasty thing out. And putting it, it was gross. That was my treat to myself. I know my kids didn't give a rip, but before we would do road trips, I would take them apart, wash the covers, you know, that right. were on there to get it all nice and fresh and like spray it down with Windex and get all the plastic <laughs> all nice and shiny. I was like, ah, oh. I think when I felt like life was flying out of control, I cleaned. Yeah, I did too. <laughs> I did too. There's just something about your van, you know, not yeah. having that sour milk smell. Yeah. Just warms your soul. <laughs> it's the little Simple things pleasures. in life. <laughs> just going to say, simple <laughs> pleasures. Oh, Lord. oh, and the, okay, the car seat mirrors, which I was using last year with my granddaughter mm-hmm. for rear facing car seats so you can drive and still see your baby. Greatest invention ever. Yeah, great. Just need to be sure that they're soft sided, padded ones that, uh, attached to the headrest multiple ways, not just slip over, you know, where they could fly off in an impact and right. hurt someone, not like a single Velcro tab. Right. Um, so, um, and did you know that the crotch buckle moves? Yes, I did. On that five point harness? I did because I've been buckling Dottie Lou in and I'm like, I think this is about time. We're just about time, but I'm going to go watch that video first now. That's interesting. So to test, put your child in there with no diaper on if they wear one. And if their actual body is over that slot in the plastic where the crotch buckle comes out of that car seat shell, if their body is sitting on that slot, it's time to move the buckle forward. Yeah. Which means you got to unthread it and stick it back through and do all that. Okay, listen, Bonnie. Who's going to put their baby in the car seat without a diaper on? Well, 
Not me. <laughs> like ever? Russian roulette. <laughs> ever? <laughs> or just for a minute? For, for just test. a minute? Like you're really going to take oh, the no, diaper off? I'm not doing it. <laughs> but I mean, the di- but you can see. I think you could see with the diaper still on. But listen to Bonnie, y'all. If you push. Do it her way. Just push it. Push it tight against Smush them. Push it. Yeah. yeah. That just seems like advice from someone who's never had an infant. That's not though. This She's had lots of infants. <sighs> She knows what she's talking about. Okay, I fine. Promise, I promise. <laughs> anyway, we'll do it or don't. Leave it up to you. But the crotch buckle moves. That's the bottom line. Yeah. So figure out the if it's the right line, place. Bottom line. Um, yeah, see what I did there. <laughs> I'll be here all week, people. Um, and then finally, airlines don't require car seats, which is weird that is to weird. me. Buses don't require car. Buses don't even have seatbelts. Yeah. And if you're traveling to a foreign country, well, good luck. Mm-hmm. I mean... My kids are in the, we're just in the Philippines and the buses there in lots of Southeast Asia are kind of a free for all. Yeah. There's no harnesses. There's no car seats. And you try to lug something like that on board. You're just in everybody's way. Yeah. Yeah. They don't do that over there. So, um, yeah, if you're traveling, keep in mind what the requirements are, where you're going, whether you're going to bring mm-hmm. a car seat with you or not. You know, you can, we just went on a big extended family vacation and the car rental company said, we'll, pre- we have a car seat. We'll provide it. Is that and, what you did? And that's what we did. But the car we rented, it, it just, it was a big multi-passenger van mm-hmm. and the car seat in there, it just felt, it never, it didn't feel right. And I bet if I go back and look at the safety requirements we Does probably, have the we probably failed probably miserably right. and all that so it was nice to not have to lug a car seat but in, looking back maybe we would bring one the next time well yeah the requirements and standards probably are way lower than what we have in the u.s but it's better than nothing mm-hmm. yeah it was um so you were doing <laughs> probably better than 90 percent of the other people mm-hmm. who were on the vacation yeah but um yeah i would she recommends just bringing the car seat onto the actual plane with you. Mm-hmm. If you played, if you paid for that seat, yeah, that's what your child knows how to travel in. Put them in it. It serves the same purpose. You're containing them. It's safe. Yeah. Then you don't have to check it. It's right there with it's you right when you there. get off. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just easier to do it that way. We never did that. We no. always had our infants and babies and toddlers all over us we, the whole time in the plane. Too. And the, you know, maybe they can get out of it every now and then. That's fine, but. Mm-hmm. Just as a general rule, when the, when the seatbelt sign is fastened, mm-hmm. that's a good place for them to be. To be, yeah. Uh, and so, if you need assistance after hearing all of this, lots of rules, <laughs> lots of requirements of car safety seats, and you need assistance, um, you can check with the Safe Kids Child Passenger Safety technician in your area just type that in your google search safe kids child passenger safety technician it just rolls off the tongue there you go no so anyway if you are a new parent or somebody about to be a parent or um maybe somebody who's ready for their child to transition to a new um a new type of car seat yeah then i hope this information was helpful and and please check out that uh, Instagram account. It's really good. At safe in the seat. Sounds great. So you can uh, find this information on our website. We'll link to it. Just ask your mom.com and connect with us on Facebook and Instagram and take five seconds to rate and review us so people can find us while we're climbing in the ratings mm-hmm. and share it with your friends and family. All right. And if you have topic suggestions, please send them to us at just ask your mom podcast at gmail.com. We'd love to do your topic. Mm-hmm. And we'll see you next time on Just Just Ask Ask Your Your Mom. Mom.